Well, good morning, New Hope. Welcome this morning. Welcome to our online campus as well this morning. We're glad you're here. We're, we hope you're home. Toasty, warm, good cup of coffee, maybe by the fire. But thanks for chiming in here this morning at New Hope Community Church. You know, before we get started on the Life Talk, I just want to really encourage you in a couple opportunities. One opportunity is called Spiritual Friendships. You know, one of the greatest ways to grow in our relationship with Jesus is to meet with another person who's a little farther along in their journey and relationship with Jesus Christ. Here at New Hope, we call that spiritual friendships. And so if you'd like to grow with another person, we would love for you to connect with Pastor John and get connected to a spiritual friendship. You know, today with COVID and that, groups of people, large groups of people aren't gathering together as much. But a spiritual friendship is a group of one or two people, and so it's just right during these days. But I just really encourage you to take advantage of that. Secondly, as we walk through these days, I continue to encourage you to continue to be generous financially. And so you can always give online at nhccmn/give. And so I just encourage you to do that, I want to thank you for your generosity here at New Hope as it continues to allow us to spread the good news of Jesus Christ amongst East Central Minnesota and beyond. Now, I don't know about you, but as a kid, I loved to take rocks and throw them into the lake or into like a still pond and watch the ripple effect of that rock. We live on Skogman Lake, which the church is on, and when kids come over to our house to swim, inevitably their eyes grabbing rocks and throwing them in the lake. It's just something we do, right? Also, you, you go to Canal Park up in Duluth, which we like to visit, and you see families along the shoreline, and both kids and adults, they're grabbing stones and rocks, and they're throwing them into the lake to see their impact. When one throws a rock into a pond or a lake, the extent of the ripple is referred to as amplitude, okay? The greater the rock, the greater the amplitude or the extent of the distance that the ripples are going to go out. It's geometric spreading, or the ripple is the spread from the point where the rock is thrown into the water. And as always happens, from the epicenter of the rock to the ripple, the ripple is a hundred times greater impact than the epicenter. And so let me ask you this question this morning. When it comes to the ripple effect of our lives, you know, our story, what is the amplitude, the ripple impact? Let me give you a brief example. In the Old Testament, the old part of the Bible, it talks about in Exodus chapter 20, the Ten Commandments that God gave the nation of Israel to live by. And in Exodus 20, it starts, and then it says, You shall have no other gods before me. 
And then it goes on and it says the impact of whether the parents want to follow God as the only God or if they want to follow idols. And it says in Exodus 25, you shall not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. In that brief verse, we see the ripple effect of a life, right? Those who hate God, who reject God, he says, it's going to impact negatively your kids, your grandkids, and your great-grandkids to the third, fourth generation. But if you acknowledge me and you follow me, what does he say? He will show love to a thousand generations. So we see the ripple effect of our lives and how we live, right? And in that brief description, we see as well God's grace because we see those who hate him, he extends the ripple or the impact only to a third or fourth generation. He could have extended it to a thousand generations, right? But only to the third, fourth. And he says, to those who love me, I'll extend it a thousand generations. And so we see this ripple impact. So when it comes to the ripple effect of one's life, let's look back at the very beginning of creation. And let's start with, first of all, the epicenter of a ripple effect. We read back in Genesis chapter 1 that God created the heavens and the earth, and at the end of the sixth day that he created Adam and Eve to have relationship with him. He set them in the garden. He gave them all kinds of boundaries to live by. And he said, listen, enjoy the whole garden, except don't mess with that one tree, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We know the story that Adam and Eve chose to mess with the tree, eat of the apple. And soon after that, sin came into the world, wrong came in, evil came in, and how men and women treated one another. And the world started to unravel quickly to the point where in creation, God decided to do a reboot, to start over. And so he took 10 individuals, Noah's family, he brought the flood, he wiped out what was created, and he started over again after the flood with Noah and his family. They multiplied and then got together and they started to build the Tower of Babel. And the Tower of Babel was a tower that they would then want to worship as their God and basically say, God, we don't need you. We got this. And so God at that point confused their languages, which made them spread out and start the nations. When they spread out, God then came to a man named Abram and invited Abram to have relationship with the true and living God. 
We read it in Genesis 12, 1 through 3. This is what God says to Abram. The Lord had said to Abram, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I'll bless you. I'll make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. And so we see the extent of Abram's story, his life, and the ripple effect, the amplitude, right? Where it says, and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So God comes to Abram, invites him to have relationship with him, and Abram agrees, follows God. And God changes Abram's name, which means high father, to Abraham, which then means father of multitudes. And God says to Abraham, I will make your descendants like the dust. If you can count the dust, that's how many descendants you will have. So God uses Abraham to bring eventually salvation to us, which comes eventually through his descendants all the way to the birth of Jesus. His life, his ripple effect, eventually impacts and provides us salvation, meaning relationship with God once again. And so we see the epicenter of the ripple effect. But secondly, let's look at the example then of the ripple effect. If we look at Luke chapter 19, we read the story of Jesus walking through the town of Jericho. He comes upon a man named Zacchaeus and says, Zacchaeus, I'm going to come to your house for dinner tonight. And so Zacchaeus is entertaining Jesus at his house. Zacchaeus is a tax collector, very wealthy, but he's hated by the public. He's a notorious sinner. Matter of fact, the Jews hated Jews who became tax collectors and served the Roman Empire. That was Zacchaeus. And so Jesus is at Zacchaeus' house, and Jesus is sharing salvation with Zacchaeus. And he decides to follow Jesus. He stands up and he says, listen, if I have embezzled from anybody, cheated from anybody, I'll give back fourfold and I'll give half of what I own to the poor. It shows the extent of his wealth. And Jesus makes this comment then of Judas or of Zacchaeus that day. Jesus said, Today salvation has come to this house because this man, too, is the son of Abraham. I mean, Abraham was hundreds and hundreds of years before Zacchaeus. But Jesus, when Abraham agreed to walk in relationship with the true and living God. Now, Zacchaeus, being a Jew, was literally the descendant of Abraham, but spiritually, he was a descendant of Abraham, of what Abraham provided, spiritual salvation 
the return of a relationship with God. When we go over and we look at John chapter 4, Jesus is going through the town of Samaria and he engages a woman at the well. He talks with her and realizes that she has been married five times and the man that she is with presently isn't her husband. The woman is amazed at his knowledge and says, you must be a prophet. And during that conversation, Jesus offers offers her living water, water that will last forever, not the well water that she was coming for that was just going to last for a few hours. And she accepts that living water, salvation from Jesus, runs into town, tells her story to others, and it says because of her story others believed, they came out to see Jesus and more believed in salvation, relationship with God. And we see in this story the ripple effect again of Abraham's commitment to walk in relationship with God all the way back in Genesis 12, that it impacts as well this Samaritan woman who was a non-Jew, a Gentile, and actually hated by the Jews. The Jews hated the Samaritans. But she as well was impacted by the ripple effect of Abram's life, his story. And she received salvation in Jesus Christ. And so we see the amplitude of the ripple effect of Abraham's story. In Galatians 3.29, it says, And if you belong to Christ, if you are in him, then you are Abraham's descendants and spiritual heirs according to God's promise. This was the Samaritan woman's experience. She wasn't physically an heir to Abraham, but she was spiritually. So with this truth, let me finish by looking at this reality. Number three, the extender of the ripple effect. Our story, our life, every day can be a ripple effect in another person's life. If you think about it, just a brief word can change the trajectory of a person's day or their life. Proverbs 16, 24 says this, a soothing tongue, speaking words that build up and encourage, is a tree of life. But a perversive tongue, speaking words that overwhelm and depress, crushes the spirit. So even a a kind word or a discouraging word can make a ripple effect in an individual's life. But what about our story, our life as a whole? So beyond a word, what about our story of what Jesus has done in our life? A word can affect a story, a life. Our story can affect a person's eternal life. In Acts 1.8, God says this, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria 
and to the ends of the earth. You see, God is calling us to be a witness unto our relationship with him, unto others, and to share our story of salvation with others. And so that we can carry on the ripple effect that was started with Abraham. And so I want to encourage you to always look for opportunity to share your story of what God has done in your life. In 1 Peter 3.15, it says this, But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. So instead of being a stone that is thrown at people and makes judgments towards people, and has a negative ripple effect, let's be a stone that if thrown, it makes a positive ripple in people's lives. Let's share with them what Jesus has done in our life. And we can do it in a very simple way. Here's three questions to help you just briefly prepare your story so that you can share it with others and have a ripple effect. Just think about what was life like before Jesus? And then secondly, when did you humble yourself and acknowledge Jesus as your Savior and Lord? And then thirdly, what is life like now? And just prepare in your mind your story of life before Jesus when you decided to acknowledge Jesus, and then what is life like now? And then just ask the Holy Spirit to give you opportunity to share that story with others around you. Coworker, friend, family member, a neighbor, somebody in aisle five at Fleet Farm, whatever the opportunity is. And for us to be a ripple effect for not just this life, but for eternity in someone else's life. You know, we see this morning, all the way back from Abraham in Genesis 12, the ripple effect to us today. But then from us, what is our ripple effect and opportunity with our story unto others around us? I'd like to share with you a story of a new hoper, Jeff Cheney, who has taken opportunity to share his story and has experienced the ripple effect of how it has impacted others. The amplitude of his story going out and impacting others. So let's watch this story take encouragement and challenge from it and go out and share our story and continue this ripple effect from Abraham. Let's watch. Hi, my name is Jeff Cheney. My wife Kim and I have been uh, New Hopers for, well, since it started, so for quite a few years. One thing I know for sure is we never really fully understand 
um, the effect that either you know a kind word or sharing our story with somebody can have. Um, when I was a lot younger, I had a friend of mine that was sharing his story with me and ultimately led me to Christ, making that decision. And I know that throughout the years, uh, the Holy Spirit has prompted me many times uh, to share my story with other people. Uh, recently, I got a text message from a really close friend of mine uh, going back probably 14, 15 years ago. I was at a business conference in uh, Phoenix and I was just, we were having a good conversation uh, with this friend of mine, his name is Lauren. And uh, I shared with him, you know, what God had been doing in my life. And ultimately he asked, you know, if, if that's something he could do too and end up leading him to Christ. And over the years I've thought of Lauren, you know, quite a few different times, but uh, really haven't stayed in touch very much. And I just got a text message from him with from him last week and I just wanted to share that with everybody. Okay, here's what Lauren wrote. Good morning and happy new year, Jeff. How are you and the family? It's been a little while since I talked to you and just wanted to say thank you for blessing me that day in Arizona when you asked me if I'd been reborn into Christ. At that time, I had no idea what took place, but speeding up to now, I've grown tremendously over the years and know who I am in Christ. Wearing the cross isn't easy, but well worth it. It changed my life. Um, thank you, Jeff. God bless you, brother, Lauren. And so it was just amazing to hear, you know, the ripple effect of how somebody had shared their story with me. And then in turn, I shared it with somebody else and, and they're having a great life uh, with, with God in their life. One of the things I've wondered over the years is when I share my story with other people, does it have an impact on their lives? And honestly, when I got this text from Lauren, I was just blown away and realized uh, the impact it has when we're prompted to, to share a story with people, um, or like I said earlier, a kind word. Uh, what's so amazing about this story is that from the time I shared my, my story with Lauren um, until today, it's been 14 years. So 14 years of really not hearing much of anything about that and if there was any fruit that came out of that at all. And I, I would just want to add to that, um, you know, as, as just as we go through life, a lot of times I think we don't, we don't think that we have any type of effect on people. And I've actually been burdened with that before where I've wondered if I needed to be doing more than just telling my story. So New Hope, I would love to challenge you to get out of your comfort zone and share your story with those around you, whoever you come in contact and understand that uh, God is behind the scenes doing stuff with your story and it makes a difference.